The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. MMA indeed, and there's lots of MMA to get excited for. Tomorrow, a dual preview show here on MMAfighting.com. Of course, we got Bellator 263, the highly anticipated finale of the Featherweight Grand Prix that has been going on for around two years or so. Patricio Pitbull defends his Featherweight title against AJ McKee in the main event in Inglewood, California. Million bucks on the line. And then over in Las Vegas, not that far away, in the nearly empty UFC apex, a middleweight bout between Uriah Hall and Sean Strickland will headline the UFC's offering. We have a lot to discuss here as we welcome you to this dual preview show here on MMAfighting.com. I will tell you, I have no idea who's on this with me because we just hit record. I jumped on the page a few minutes late. I heard AK's voice, so we'll introduce AK. Hello, AK. I am here. I'm here. Yes, I was here. I was here for the weigh-ins earlier today, and I am back, people. I'm back and ready to fire away. Double barrel, Bellator, UFC. Let's go. That's right. Is Jose here? Yep. Jose is here. Hello, Jose. Are you uh, are you surprised the Red Sox made like one minor move today? <sighs> I don't want to talk about it. There you go. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> on the ones and twos. The man who is representing MMA fighting in Inglewood, California, at Bellator 263 all week long, Mr. Casey Lyon. How are you, Casey? How was the? Uh, how would you describe the? Oh God, the ambiance in uh, in the fabulous forum. It's great. It was fun. It was good. I saw. Got to see Mar Ronaldo. Talk to him. Talk to him a little bit. Talk some pro wrestling with him. You know, it was good. Talked to Gareth Davies, you know, and so it was good. I saw I saw a little kerfluffle at the weigh-in, I mean, at the uh, press conference, and it was good times. Back in the groove of things. Going to be a big, a big gl- show tomorrow. Yeah, so we're good. Everything's fun. Are you wearing 
Are you wearing a Gremlins 2? Yeah. Long sleeve tee? Nice. Yeah. Well played. You always new, come out with uh, a new batch. A new money batch. shirts. A new batch. There you go. Where where do you gentlemen want to where, where we start? We're gonna start with Bellator, right? Since that's yeah. yeah. Why don't we start with Bellator? I mean it's a real card. <laughs> it's a real, listen, the UFC is it's a card. The, whatever's left of this UFC card is is a card, but there is no comparison here. There is no if you can only watch one, what are you watching? Because the answer is going to be Bellator. Bellator 263. Patricio Pitbull versus AJ McKee. Jose, I mean, we are both longtime pro wrestling fans, and oftentimes MMA falls short in buildups and things working out the way they're supposed to. But in this case, it took a couple of years to get here, but here we are. Everything we all wanted, the promotion, the fans, the media – we got the fight we wanted. I think the build has been tremendous. So we are a little over 24 hours away from this fight actually happening. How excited are you for this now that it's we're knocking on the door of it? Oh, I'm very excited. The fact that this is the finals of the Grand Prix is what, to put into pro wrestling terms, imagine if the brawl for all worked out and it wasn't Bart Gunn that won. <laughs> this, is what, this is what Bellator wanted. This didn't backfire on them. No one got hurt. If anything, the pandemic... Affected everyone in the world negatively, but it helped Bellator out because remember AJ McKee had that knee injury. The fact that this all these fights were postponed, let him get healthy, and now we're here with what I think is the biggest fight in Bellator history in the main event for a million dollars for the belt for the two uh, homegrown talents essentially. So yeah, ten out of ten main event all around. I said for a long time this is one of my three fights to watch for of the entire summer, not just the UFC. I always like to include this because I know there are people out there that just watch the UFC. I I don't know. I have yet to meet anyone that just watches Bellator. I'm curious if those people exist, but of course, there's a lot of people that only watch the UFC. So I've been waving this flag for quite a bit. So yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, last week was an 11 out of 10 main event. This is an 11 out of 10 main event in Bellator. So back-to-back fight weeks uh, with two different promotions with absolutely stellar main events. Where are you, where's your head at, AK? Are, are, is your excitement level at the same levels as Jose right now? Or are you like how would you describe how you're feeling a day away from this big fight exactly equal i've calibrated my excitement levels to be the same as jose's when it ebbs mine ebbs when it rises mine rises where it's our excitement levels are right here uh he's right though you know we got exactly the final you would want Uh, i'm just looking at the turner bracket now though it's like there's actually like so many i feel like there's a lot of good outcomes they could have had i feel like what was great about this tournament was, yes, we all wanted Pitbull and, and McKee to fight. They were going to fight someday anyway, but how great, how, how cool would it have been for them to be the guys to come through the tournament? But, like, I, I thought Juan Archuleta could have been a spoiler early on. Um, I thought AJ had a pretty good route, but, I mean, Darren Caldwell, former champion. Adam Boritz, I thought was going to beat Caldwell, actually. So that's a guy who I thought was going to shake things up. Uh, uh, Emmanuel Sanchez was in there. It was just... It's you had the, it was such a well stacked, well thought out um, tournament from beginning to end, and uh, yes, and they got they got the ending they wanted. But I also feel like a lot of guys got to shine. A lot of guys benefited just from being associated with the tournament. So it, it was awesome. There was a lot of a lot of whinging at the beginning. Um, people saying like, "Oh, how long is this tournament going to take?" And and I think it shows that Beltor had the right idea doing the field the way they did. The selection process was awesome when they did the, uh, you know, guys get to pick who they fight in the next round. Oh, please, other, please, Bellator, keep doing that for future Grand Prix. And if the UFC ever does a tournament or if any other promotions do tournaments, do stuff like that. So there was so much good. And I, and I hope there's a way sort of to conveniently go back and watch 
um, kind of watch some of the highlights and just how, how this tournament was constructed because it was just it's just a, 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 an amazing example of how to do it. Casey, what have you made of Patricio Pitbull's demeanor over the last 48 hours? Because obviously he, he's a pretty intense guy. The guy's got an incredible resume. He's a two division champion, very confident heading into this fight. But we've seen like the look in his eye since the kerfuffle, if you will, at the press conference. We saw it at the weigh-ins, at, at the final stare down. I mean, that man didn't even blink. He is laser focused on tomorrow he wants to hurt aj mckee have you noticed that as well like did you notice that in the arena like his demeanor is just seems to be in a different place over these last you know 24 hours or so compared to what it had been in the previous several weeks heading into this fight pitbull just looks like he's i'm sure if you're close to him like you're you know his family his best friends he's a fun guy to hang out with but man he's just he he he's intimidating. That's all. I was just saying. I, I, if I just like I can't. He's not a fighter. I want to walk up to and just go, Hey, how you doing, man? How's your how's your wake up going? You have a good training camp. It just he'll just give me that look. You know, like yeah, whatever. And um, that's, that's what I love about him. Like like I was talking to Esther about this. You know, oh, you know, is is you know is Pit is um McKee and Pitbull's head and whatever. You know, is he gonna fight? more emotional is that a good thing and a bad thing it's like i just think i think people are so dang experienced that um i don't think it matters i think i think this is just he, he's just he's just a just a high level prize fighter and and when it's it's when it's fight week he's just he just has his you know he has that look in his eyes and uh, he's just a scary dude and um i mean i know aj mckee is a he's a confident dude man but like I just can't wait when they actually face off and actually start throwing punches at each other because I honestly just don't know what's going to happen. And um, that's very exciting. I love this fight. <laughs> Jose, we talked about this on Between the Links. Like, what's better for business? If Patricio Pitbull wins or if AJ McKee wins? And I think it's pretty much unanimous that AJ McKee winning is better for business because it opens a lot more doors. We get fresh matchups. You could do the rematch with Pitbull, maybe even set up a trilogy down the line, depending on how the second fight goes. And I know the way you think we have to see the first fight play out first, but if Patricio Pitbull wins this fight on Saturday, like what else is there for him to do in Bellator? Like I know there's different contenders at 155. He hasn't fought yet. The, the lightweight division looks vastly different than it did two years ago before this featherweight Grand Prix starts. But like, what other challenges awaits this man at this point if he beats AJ McKee? If he beats AJ McKee, what they might what a lightweight Grand Prix? Like, have they done a 155 Grand Prix? They've done pretty much every other weight class. So, uh, from one Grand Prix right into another, like we said a million times, you can't argue with the tournament. So let's just take take out all this hypothetical matchmaking out of the equation and toss him in and out of the tournament because then, like, 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 would Pedro Carvalho ever have fought in Patricio Pitbull at that point in his career unless they were in a tournament? Probably not. Uh, so, But the fact that you, he, they did, it was just another highlight reel finish for Patricio, and his aura only grew more. Uh, sometimes you need those kind of fights. So uh, once this light heavyweight – well, first of all, let Patricio Pitbull take some time off. He, he had that – like, because let's not forget, he weighed in and faced off uh, to fight Pedro Carvalho – and then the fight was canceled like what five hours later they didn't even get to yeah. fight and they had to wait like a whole year before they got to fight they, they actually got to fight in that empty arena uh so let's a wait to see how the world looks because there's a lot of new variants to this virus that's happening right now so if they can't have crowds and so on and so forth in certain uh demo in certain markets then that might change a lot of uh plans 
because uh, isn't isn't Bellator supposed to go to London right now? That might not happen in October if I if I'm remembering that that timetable correctly. So uh, first, give Trusu Pitbull some time off. Maybe the lightweight or featherweight uh, uh, title picture kind of corrects itself, or just throw him into another tournament, and then we could take all this hypothetical uh, matchmaking onto the next one out of the equation and have him fight next man up, next man up, next man up. AK, how important is it for Bellator for this event to just be phenomenal? Like it has to be really, really good, right? They have a big opportunity. They have the chance. I mean, they've t- they're taking a lot of eyeballs. There's no doubt about it. The UFC's card is is a card. It's the go home show for UFC 265. But okay, main event. It's interesting, but it's not a fight that you would typically see on a UFC card as the main event. So, how important is this? is tomorrow night for Bellator, not just because of this fight delivering, but you know, some of these prospects are trying to build up. Like how important is it for Bellator to just put on a knockdown drag out show tomorrow? Uh, first off tip of the cap to Jose for plugging onto the next one, our matchmaking show. Jose, I really appreciate that. Everyone comes out Sundays <laughs> after cards, Sunday after cards, check that where all your fine podcasts are listening to. Uh, it's very, it's super important. I mean, I don't know if you guys, if anyone's been paying attention to uh, Bellator's sort of Twitter account or the social media, they've been retweeting and tweeting every single little thing that has been written about this matchup, and understandably so. It's the it's the biggest fight again in, in history. There and there's names on the card that they're also building to the future. Um, and also, uh, like, so there's, like you said, there's a, there's a trickle down effect here where, yes, the main event is the obvious attraction, but there's so many other guys that could be major players. Um, I'm, I love that they brought in Mads Brunel. I think he's such an exciting fighter, amazing mm-hmm. submission fighter. Uh, Usman Nurmagomedov, Islam Mamadov. If you just go up and down, Vanessa Porto is someone who st- should be competing for that flyweight title eventually. Um, uh, uh, Kaysan, Magomed Sharipov, the brother of Zabit. It's, it's a lot of showcase potential. Um, how many like amazing back and forth wars are there going to be? I'm not sure. That's that's a different. That's you know that's a whole different question. But showcase potential is here to to make stars. We kind of saw this, Mike, with uh, BKFC 19. Uh, it was 19, right? The the one you just covered, right? Yes. Taylor Starling and uh, is just and Britton Hart and Britton Hart already was the was the talk of the town after the for the Paige Van Zandt fight. But her and Taylor Sterling came out of, and maybe even Rachel Ostovich came out of that card like a million bucks. Was there a classic fight in that card? Like I, I don't know, maybe. But there was a lot of star power, and this Bellator card has kind of the same potential. I'm not saying it's going to make anyone a, a household name overnight, but just being associated with this card, this what this huge fight that we have been building up for so long, the Bellator has been giving its just due. It, it can do a lot for everyone. So it, it, it does have to deliver. I think I think even if it's if the main main event delivers. The card will be remembered, but it won't be kind of the, create this kind of sea change that I think Bellator is hoping for a little bit. I, I have to ask you guys because in Canada, uh, Bellator doesn't have a cable deal right now with any network, so we get everything for free on YouTube. So it's super convenient for us to watch Bellator. Uh, I know a lot of people that's are, are actually kind of excited. They don't have a TV deal yet. You guys have it on Showtime in the U.S. What's the um, what's the reach of Showtime in the U.S.? Is it like is it in everybody's household? I have no idea. I have no idea. For, uh, it's how, the, how, nope. Um, it's probably it's the second b- biggest premium cable network. It's like, it's like, H, like okay. HBO. Um, and in terms of sports, like HBO doesn't even do boxing anymore. So Showtime Boxing has taken that over, and Showtime Boxing is doing great. Um, mm-hmm. I think Showtime is hoping that Showtime MMA, Showtime Bellator, will eventually kind of be in that same level as the Showtime Boxing series. 
I got okay. like J- like Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. That's a show that's Showtime boxing. Um, Woodley, I'm uh, sorry, not Woodley. Uh, Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. That was all Showtime boxing. So that's it's all oh. on the Showtime. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I like what Showtime has done with the product from a production standpoint. Like it just being on Showtime just makes it feel bigger. I, I feel like some of the promos they've done makes it feel bigger. Uh, just like the overall introduction of Bellator to Showtime, like that first promotional package heading into that first main card, you know, kind of the throwback to show uh, to, to Strike Force was amazing. And I think they're 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 doing what they can to to try to make this as big as possible. So oh, real quick, uh, a, a kind of a yeah. forgotten aspect about this whole card is. This is the first time Bellator is going to have a full crowd in the forum. Yes. So this is a big deal. So we're going to have this Apex card with like four fans or whatever. And then we're going to, we should have, and it's going to, it's, when I looked at ticket sales, I mean, it seems like it's going to be a pretty good house um, full of fans. Uh, house full of fans whatever uh, yeah no that's yeah, that's, 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 right, a, yeah. that's a phrase <laughs> that's right okay other um, words it's a pretty it's, it should be a pretty full house um coming saturday night and if it's a hot crowd which i feel usually the form is usually for bellator cards um that's gonna really give it that big event feel and i think that's what's important for bellator t- tomorrow night not necessarily the outcome of the fights but more that it's, it needs to feel big. It needs to feel like this is the sporting event that you need to watch Saturday night. That's what I think is the most important thing for Bellator to come across. Yeah, it, it really Another, does make a difference. Yeah, we, we, we've, we've kind of joked about like, oh, man, some of those, you know, the UFC Apex shows are refreshing. And um, But if we saw with like uh, it was like pro wrestling, you've seen like kind of pro wrestling shows now that have a crowd now compared to how they were to the pandemic. The energy is so different, and it goes from feeling very uh, low rent and carny, I mean, which it always will be for wrestling, but to, again, feel like this very real thing when you tune in your TV and see all these people screaming. So hopefully we get the same effect. Uh, you're right with, with Bellator 263 on Saturday um, because that, that, that will be really exciting for people um, maybe who haven't watched Bellator in a long time to come back and be like, wow, this is, this is a big deal. And, uh, and Mike, I, I want to say one thing about them being on Showtime. Dare you I like suggest that it's more prestigious than on uh, Paramount Network? I, I miss seeing the same commercial for Bar Rescue uh, every friggin' time, and, or Tattoo Wars. That that to me says a uh, big fight feel. So I, <laughs> I I don't appreciate that little swipe at Paramount Network. And cops, don't forget about cops. It was right, perfect. So what a lead in. Lead in the cops what perfectly. That's why cops cops had great lead ratings. In, lead in and lead out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go we'll, we'll go to pick on the main event in a minute casey but one of the big points of contention on, on btl yesterday was this card as a whole especially the main card like did bellator book this card correctly i mean the main event is great all eye, eyeballs are on it but there there are arguments that i mean look, I, I like the sanchez bernal fight i think it's a good scrap premise mamadoff is is interesting nirmaga madoff is a heavy favorite for a reason against manny murrow Goichi Yamauchi versus Chris Gonzalez is is a nice fight. You get the prospect versus the veteran. So, do you feel like do you feel like the main card was constructed right, or should they have tried to stack the deck a little more? Who's it for me? For you, Casey. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, What's uh, I, Selfishly, yeah, I want I want one more kind of big name fight on here. Like, a, I don't know, I can name like I, Lorenz Larkin versus whoever the. So I'm, I'm, I'm missing a name. I can't think of it. But I feel like it's missing one more, a good co-main event with more of an established name. But I understand what they're doing here. 
there's it's a million dollar check. There, there's a lot of money that's got to be paid out for these fighters, especially um, winning the tournament. So you know, it's just the finances. I get it. And but this is going to be if you if the UFC, if Bellator and Showtime really pushes that this is could be like all your next big stars, which I feel like with all these like this kind of Russian invasion on this card, if it really pay, plays out the way it could go, it could be very big for Bellator. It could kind of it could be a bust too. But um, originally, you know, when they had booked, when they had um, Magomed Magomedov, I was super looking forward to that fight. So that's a big bummer. But but even if he was on that card, it's still he still isn't like a name. It's just more of like the hardcore, even hardcore of hardcore fans were interested in him. But um, yeah, selfishly, I, w- I wish I had one more fight. But it's a main event card. It's a it's a one fight. It's a it's truly a one fight card, and that's okay. That's okay. It's just um, I mean UFC UFC's doing that next week. You know. Kind of a what I well they're like their Connor cards are kind of like if Connor fell out of that Dustin fight you know then it's not really a pay per view you know so they're it's risky doing a one fight card but um, I think this one's okay. All right, we got Patricio Pitbull minus one fifteen favorite comeback on AJ McKee is minus one oh five so it's basically a flip of the coin here Jose. Wow. Who walks out of the forum with a million bucks and the Bellator featherweight title tomorrow night? Uh, I've said it a million times, so I'll say it again. Anytime you have a coin flip fight, which I think we all agree this is a coin flip fight, the weight of the belt is the one that tilts the scale towards one specific, one, one specific fighter. So Patricio Pitbull has looked pretty unbeatable at 145. AJ McKee has been unbeatable at 145. I don't know. It's this is like like Casey said. I have absolutely yeah. no idea what's going to happen with this fight. It is the every I, same thing as last week. I had absolutely no idea what was going to happen in this fight, and I just looked for the little things like Corey Sandhagen was more active than TJ Dillashaw, so I picked Corey Sandhagen to win, and that fight was razor thin, and TJ Dillashaw won. So for all we know, this the, we could have another very close fight, um, but the weight of the belt is what tips the scales for me. So I'm going to say Juicy Pitbull. Not going to pick a, pick away because I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. And to answer your previous question, Bellator should have done a lot better with this card. They should put the rest of the featherweight Grand Prix minus Juan Archuleta on this card. Just fill it up with featherweights. You know, they kicked it off like that, right? Wasn't like Patricio Pitbull and Archuleta was the co-main event. It's like Musashi Machida, right? And then the rest of the featherweights were on that card. Should have closed it out that way too. Would have been fun to have like Boric and uh, Corral. Well, Corral's 135. Or yeah. could have done like, you know, all the 145ers on the main card. And then I think Jed said it yesterday. The the main card is fun, but it's more of a prelim card. But So I wish they loaded it up with the rest of the featherweights. Go out with a bang. Finish the tournament with everyone. When is that? Yeah, because they're doing a, a number one contender fight. Oh, that's the South Dakota card on yeah. August 20th. Right. Adam, Adam Walsh versus right? J.J. Wilson is yeah. a number one contender fight, but not Why? <laughs> Why is that in South Dakota? It's like putting James Gallagher in South Dakota. It was weird. <laughs> like, imagine, like, this card that we have tomorrow. Imagine if Boric and J.J. was the co-main event, number one contender. You could have the stare down at the end if that's what they want to do. Would have been a fun time all around, but that makes too much sense. I feel yeah, like we have this conversation a lot, even a few UFC cards, you know, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, why isn't this card? Right. You know, Bellator, but, Bellator has, like, like in the in the, in the the quarantine, like, or the pandemic era, I feel like all of Bellator cards have been one-fight cards. There's never been, like, outside of that Musashi Machida card, like, there's never really been, like, whoa, this card has, like, six good fights on it. 
Well, I mean, that card that was I, headlined by Pettis and Archuleta was pretty loaded. That was, that was a pretty good card. Yeah. That was a good card. I mean, they, and they lost Romero. Was that their first Showtime card? The Romero no. Johnson? No, no. The second one. Yeah. yeah, that fight card ruled. That was yeah, that was a really good one. Good Losing Romero kind of sucked, but it's still really good. Uh, AK, your, your thoughts? Who who gets it done tomorrow night? I'm uh, classically one of the slowest to uh, get get on like to, to talk as a human being. Obviously, first. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm typically one of the like I you, when I get excited, you guys know I can talk too fast. I'm typically one of the slowest to kind of jump on to the next thing that's coming along. I usually stick with champions. And that's not going to be the case here. I, I am picking AJ McKee win. He's the future. He's the present. Whatever cliche you want to use, he's done a. Re- I'm kind of slow. I was actually slow again the AJ McKee bandwagon for the longest time, and uh, Eltor built him up the right way. Man, gave him the right opponents, the right time. They they, they knew uh, clearly very in touch with him in his camp and how how he's coming along. You could not build a prospect, a contender, a future champion better than they have done with AJ McKee. It's such a beautiful story, and I think it and I think it 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 comes to a head on Saturday. And 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 I'll tell you, and I'll go big at this prediction too. I think McKee's going to finish him. I think he becomes the first fighter to actually finish uh, Pitbull outside of outside of an injury or the freak injury he had. I think he finishes him, and he finishes him in such a way in like round one or round two. That uh, that it doesn't hurt Pitbull. It'll be it'll be like a like it'll could be like a strike that'll not out of nowhere. But it'll be like a very sudden thing, sudden thing, definitive stoppage. But enough for us to kind of wonder, did Pitbull? You know, did he just get caught? And uh, we need to see these guys run it back, whether it's for the lightweight title or immediate rematch at featherweight. So, I think it'll be McKee with the win, and I think it'll be a really really good moment for Bellator, both because of McKee ascending to the top, and it will continue. This will be the the continuation, not the ending of this feud with, with Pitbull. Casey. This fight is so difficult to figure out because like in my mind, I can't see either guy. They've, they've, they've been so dominant for so long. And I know AJ hasn't had the same level of competition, but the people they put in front of him, he just, he just walks right through them like nothing. The Darren Caldwell was like one of the most impressive submission wins and dominating wins I've I've seen in recent memory. Um, man, I think Pitbull is gonna do it. I think Pitbull is gonna get a. He's gonna he's gonna clip. I think he's gonna clip AJ, and. But it's but I think it's gonna be like what I think kind of the same thing what AK said. I think it's gonna be. A loss, a bad loss for McKee, where he's gonna get knocked out and get clipped or something. But it's gonna be one of those like, you know what though? In a year, a year and a half, AJ can win this. So I just think it's. Not, I don't want to say it's too early for AJ McKee, but I just think Pitbull is that good right now and that experienced in big fights. And I just I can't I can't go against the experience of Pitbull and um just and just him just being consistent and just him just being in his athletic and fighting prime right now. And um, yeah, but man, I just but then but I try to envision it. I can't I can't I can't see AJ McKee just like bleh, just. But I don't know. It's gonna be. I, I I'm I'm hoping it's a close fight, but I feel like it's not gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be one way traffic. Even though I'm so excited for it, I I just think it's gonna be one way traffic once that one fighter gets the edge on the other guy. But um, I'm hoping for a great fight. <laughs> I. I think Pitbull's going to win, and I think it's he's going to do it 
I don't know if convincingly is the word, but I think I think McKee's gonna have a really strong start in this fight. I think he's gonna. It's, it's gonna. This is gonna be reminiscent to like Patchy Mix versus Juan Archuleta. It's gonna be something like that, oh. where like McKee will come out early, establish a lead, and then just the overall experience of Pitbull is just gonna shine through. Championship rounds, you know, just being in that fire. Like I think he's been there before. I just think he has more ways to win this fight. I just think he's he's seen it all. He done. He's done it all. And, you know, it's such a cliched thing in MMA that there's levels to this game. And I'm not saying A.J. McKee isn't a high-level fighter, but I don't know. And, and, and until I see A.J. McKee beat a guy like Patricia Pitbull, I just – I'm not confident saying that he can. I just don't know. Like, Darren Caldwell's a good fighter, but we saw against Leandro Higo, he's not the same guy he was a couple of years back when he was on, the, on this road to becoming a two-division champion. He's just not the same guy. Patricia Pitbull is that dude. He is that guy. So while Jed Mishu went on BTL and said that he Patricia Pitbull was just going to wipe the floor with him, I don't know if that's the case, but I think when this fight is over, it's going to be pretty clear that Patricia Pitbull is the better fighter. Uh, so he gets it done. I'll say he wins by decision. I think McKee will make it to the final bell, but I think when it's over, there'll be no doubt that Pitbull won the fight. Mike, can I ask? Can I ask how uh, you guys? How high? I, oh, I want to plug, of course, our global rankings. This will be the number three uh, featherweight in the MMAfighting.com global rankings of Patricia Pitbull, and the number six featherweight in AJ McKee. Uh, guys, if AJ McKee wins, how high does he go? How high do you think he goes in your, in your rankings? Number Ooh. one. Because I, well, I, no. I, I assume some. Are you crazy? Oh no, none of us. Okay, I th- no, I'm just checking. None of, okay, so none of us had Pitbull number one. Okay, but I, I, uh, I have Pitbull at the highest. I have Pitbull at number two. Okay. Um, where I does AJ go? Jed has Pitbull at number three. So okay, where does AJ go if he beats him? If three. It's a, if it's a dominant victory, oh, yeah. like well, either actually any victory, crap. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would. I would put if AJ can roll through Pitbull. Yeah, I would have him in my list, uh, second best featherweight in the world. It's to me, it's it's wow. impossible to be. I have Max Holloway number one. It's just going to be. There's nothing they can do because they they just they're not fighting each other. So I just can't put anyone over Max right now. Uh, right. My rankings, but yeah, if um, AJ does it at the age of twenty, is he twenty two? Twenty? How old is AJ? Twenty three, twenty four, whatever he is. He's seven, uh, isn't he? Oh, oh, is that old? I'm sorry. Seven. Still, no, but old. Old, <laughs> old yeah. Old. How, how old is he? How old is he, actually? I got to see. 26. 26. Just turned 26. Yeah, okay, 26. Right. Sorry, not that. I think he started, yeah. Um, at the age of 26, um, and I still think he's a couple years from that prime. Um, yeah, AJ McKee, if he does it this Saturday, yeah, he's, he's the second best featherweight in the entire world. Wow, he would bump the UFC champion down to third. Dana White is not going to be happy about that, uh, Casey. That right? I, I don't think Dana White would, would approve of this of this okay. ranking. Oh no! How dare you? <laughs> How dare you, you know what? I was at the forum today at the weigh-ins, and when I was leaving, I'm walking down the hallway, and I was like, "Oh, this is the hallway that Dana White literally pulled my credentials from me." It's oh. like, "Oh, <laughs> I love that place." <laughs> Jesus. Hey, you brought Dana White up, man. I didn't bring it up. Uh, no, you're yeah. right. That was on me. Yeah. Damn it, AK. Yeah, I think putting put him at three or four is probably where I would put him. I think Volkanovski and Holloway are still ahead of him, no matter like at this point. But still, being number three on that list in that yeah. division is pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. Being be, being number three on anyone's list outside the UFC is it's pretty incredible. <laughs> well, no, yeah. And not to mention, I, I, I would I like. 
if you put Pitbull or AJ in there with either Volkanovski or Holloway, I would expect a competitive fight. Of course. Like, that's the level yeah. these guys are at now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, there's nothing tells me, oh, Volkanovski or Holloway would kill either of these guys. Like, no, no, man. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a competitive fight. <laughs> competitive fight. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, so that's Bellator. We'll go to questions if you guys want to talk Bellator in a few minutes, but... UFC Vegas 33 is also going down tomorrow. We are down to 11 fights. We lost two wow. more fights today. I, uh, we lost Nico Montano versus Yanan Wu because Nico Montano missed weight by seven pounds for a bantamweight fight. Uh, Real quick, was that AK, did, did the commission cancel it or did the uh, did her opponent not accept the fight? Just out of curiosity. Oh yeah, I think I don't think the commission would allow that fight is to happen. Okay, I'm just wondering. Yeah. Um, so that fight's off. We also found out that Ronnie Lawrence versus Trevin Jones is off as well. Uh, Ronnie Lawrence, from what I was told uh, via his manager, Matt Weibel, from fr- First Round Management, Ronnie stepped on the scale in his room, made weight, was on his way down to weigh in, and his whole body just started cramping to the point where he couldn't walk anymore. Uh, so he was sent to the hospital. He's, he's doing better, and that's why that fight is no longer happening. So. Uh, wish the best for him. Trevin Jones, what a string of bad luck it has been for this guy. It's just been crazy. Like different opponents, different shuffle-ups. Just his UFC career has been very interesting thus far in 2021. Uh, from the Timor Valley of win 
to getting the, the, the win overturned to a no contest because of marijuana, which is now okay in Nevada. It's just, just a wild run. So hopefully he gets rebooked sooner rather than later and we can see him fight because second round Trevin Jones is a bad, bad man. So we're down to 11 fights. Let's start with this main event. We got Uriah Hall versus Sean Strickland. Good matchup. I think it's it's a fine fight. It's the fight that should be made at this point, especially after what happened with Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman. Hall wanted to get back on the horse quickly. And he gets Sean Strickland in a main event spot. So where would you gauge your excitement levels for this fight, Jose? Uriah Hall versus Sean Strickland. Five potential rounds of middleweight action. Uh, on a scale of one to ten. Six. Seven. Like, I like Uriah Hall, the fighter. He's not a very uh, – I mean – no, that's not fair. He's been a lot better with the media in, in recent uh, memory. His, your interview with him was one of the better ones that I've I've just interviews in general about the uh, mental health of fighters. So uh, the fact that he has been one of the proponents of mental health uh, in the world of combat sports, and as everyone knows, that seems to be prevalent in the world of all of sports right now. We don't have to get into it because no one cares about our opinions on on any about what's happening there but so Uriah Hall I'm excited to see fight he's been talking about fighting Israel Asanya for a very long time and he's got me at least interested in that fight uh it's a bummer he didn't get to fight Romero or Jacare it wasn't his fault both both of his opponents fell out and then uh, I feel bad that he didn't really get to have a showcase fight against Chris Weidman because that fight what lasted maybe 30 seconds if that is the first fighter in UFC history to win a fight without throwing a single punch uh so I'm curious how he looks because we keep hearing this is the new and improved Uriah Hall since joining Forrest MMA, but we haven't had a lot of opportunities to see that. Uh, yes, the, he knocked out Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva was on the wrong side of 40, but then he went and pieced up Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Uh, so I, that, I think that performance in Anderson's performance in his boxing match uh, makes Uriah Hall's win that much more impressive. I know a lot of people were like, oh, if he gets it's how well will that age? I think it's actually aged pretty well. And then I've picked Sean Strickland to lose, I think, his last three fights, three, four fights, and he's proved me <laughs> wrong in every single one. Brandon Allen, I think, is no joke. Christoph Jaco is no joke. Uh, and Jack Marshman has had more fist fights than almost anyone at 185 pounds. And uh, Sean Strickland has not broken a sweat in any of those. So, uh, six i guess i'm surprised this fight is happening i thought uriah hall would have a bigger name uh, moving forward but if he just wanted a quick turnaround a, another paycheck and five rounds under his belt all power to the man sean strickland i think is uh care not charismatic it's not the word talks a lot his instagram is i guess some people find it interesting i personally don't uh but talks a lot during a fight and i think sean strickland fighting in an apex is one of the few fighters that i would prefer seeing him fight in front of no one than in thirty thousand people because you can that dude doesn't stop talking the entire time even talks to the commentary even talks to his opponent's coaches even talks to the 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 people working the ufc event so keep him in front of nobody because i want to hear what he says so but this is a really good co-main event for bellator 263 i'll say that (laughs) <laughs> that's a that's a great way of looking at this who needs this one more ak i mean i don't know if we're talking about like next title challengers coming out of this one but you know we get two guys different paths right now i mean they're rankings wise they're neck and neck but uriah hall has you know been since he was on the ultimate fighter this was the guy like he's a future title challenger 
he's got to beat Sean Strickland if he wants to keep that moniker, right? And then for Sean, he's just he's looked great since going back up to 185. So who needs this one more, in your opinion? To the first question that you asked Jose, my le- this is my level of excitement. Nine. Nine, Nine out of <laughs> oh, oh, you th- oh, you see what I did there? You see, ah. Uh, <laughs> Nine out of a ten. swerve. Yeah, I'm super. Wait. No, I'm super tired for this fight. Wait, what I'm did you give last week's main event? What did you give last week's main event? What was, was last a- week's main event? <gasps> You're dumb. TJ Dillashaw. <laughs> TJ Dillashaw. Uh, ten out of ten. So this is only this is only ten percent less exciting. This is like just below. <laughs> okay, just okay, just throw. just double checking. I mean, yeah. if I could go higher than ten for Dillashaw and Sanding, and I would have gone higher than I would. I went higher than 10. ten. I said eleven. Um, that's not how math works. So I can't. I cannot do that. But uh, it, does with, it does in the United States. I don't know about the metrics. I we don't have it. We can't. Do that. We literally can't do that. I love. I, I the Uriah Hall story will never not be fascinating for me. The bizarre arc of his career. Um, so this kind of ties into uh, what I wanna, uh, uh, Mike's question he just presented. But Sean Strickland's fights since he well always, but I mean definitely at 185, super exciting. You know, without a weight cut, he is just has all this energy. He's nonstop fighting, nonstop talking. It's it, he's he's going to be super aggressive. We know Uriah Hall is this amazingly patient counter fighter, ready to explode at any moment. It's it's a great contrast. I and I don't think again I'm being very optimistic. I don't think we get one of those like staring contests. I do think Sean Strickland will will push the pace, which could lead to a spectacular finish, could lead to a good back-and-forth fight. I don't know. So I, I do think that Uriah Hall needs the win more. He's a bit older. Um, I don't know how th- – this, and it just feels like, to me, this is the run. Like, this is the run. We've seen him on streaks before. We've seen him have success against big names before when he beat Mustasi um, the first time they fought. And, and yes, it kind of teased us. You know, we had these moments where, like, okay, he looks like a contender now. But this feels like a real run of sustained success. It feels like he's at peace with his with, – with being a UFC fighter, with having to deal with the media, with all this, like, the most he has been ever since he's come up to this to this level. I'm really a believer. Um, so I'm sort of obviously giving away my pick here, but not just who I think will win, but I do think he needs to win more. Sean Strickland has almost been found money for the UFC. He's, he's just become this contender at, at 185 almost out of nowhere. I don't know if they expected it. But he just came out kicking ass and just just knocking off people left and right in these exciting fights. So I think there's a lot of time for him to maybe lose this one and then start another run. Uriah Hall, if he doesn't get past Sean Strickland, this at least for me, this might be the last time I I say that I'm very confident that he is a a guy who could fight for the for UFC title. Casey, right now the betting lines have Sean Strickland minus 200 and the comeback on Uriah Hall plus 170. Do you agree with those lines? And with those lines, what are your thoughts on the actual fight between these two gentlemen tomorrow night? Minus 200 for Sean Strickland. Wow. Um, That's interesting. Um, Uriah Hall needs this win. He has to win this fight. Um, This is – it's. He's what thirty six, thirty seven. I mean, I, I mean, this is like his third, third or fourth fight before this now. Um, uh, man, it. Yeah, Uriah Hall. Yeah, his story is so weird. It's so weird. But um, uh, man, I, I, I'm. I haven't really thought very much of this fight to be honest. Um, I like Sean Strickland in a, in a kind of I like looking at. I like Sean Strickland like you know when you're on the freeway, you know you see a car wreck, you're like you know what I will slow down and back up all the traffic behind me just to see this wreck. So that's why when I think of Sean Strickland, he just 
He's just a, a, a MMA fighter bro who it's and like he just puts his camera up and does Instagram live videos all the time and it's just like wow you said that out loud cool you're you're a unique individual and that's, that's why I think of most high level fighters like to fight at this level for what they make and how much it, it just consumes their life like yeah you got to be just an off individual and um Sean Strickland kind of fits that mold and you're right hard to to uh, uh, the same extent uh, just on the on the other end but the actual fight itself, um, I think this fight could kind of suck. Uh, I think it could be Strickland just moving forward. He moves forward very, very strategically. He does. He, I, I like the way he moves forward. Um, he doesn't really doesn't walk into shots. He's very. Um, he's actually very controlled in his um, in his output moving forward. But Uriah Hall, yeah, it could be uh, it could be a staring contest for a while. But with five rounds, we might go like twenty minutes of kind of whatever fighting, then get one minute of explosion for like, oh, was that worth it? That was a cool knockout, you know, twenty twenty two minutes into a fight. But it's what is it? I don't know. I'm I'm just not really into this fight. It's just to me, it's just a fight. I don't I don't think either guy's really title contenders, and this feels like a weird main event. It feels just like a a fight that should be booked. I don't. It just it's not a fight I really put too much thought into. It's, it's a just, fight. It's a fight. Yeah, and, th- and that's that's when you, when you have so many cards, that's gonna that's that's what's gonna happen every 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 dozen fight nights. It's like, oh, this is literally just a fight that hap. This just happens to be the last fight of the night. <laughs> to me. So, anyway, raise your hand if you're picking your eye hall to win tomorrow. This is. I think a lot of people listening to this on audio, so I'm gonna say three of us are picking your eye hall to win. Yes. Three, oh, three out of four, yeah. <laughs> but not Casey. I'm, I'm I was going to say, we should let them guess. Who yeah, yeah. Notice, notice that this man does not have his hand up. Yeah. Why? Mm. Why, Sean? Why, Sean Strickland? I just think, uh, I think defensively, he doesn't get hit with big shots. I think he, mo- he moves forward very well, and I think uh, that's going to frustrate Uriah Hall, um, and where he just won't. He won't have the power um, to. He's going to me. He'll help. Sean Strickland's a tough dude, that's for sure. And I don't think he's going to have enough, he, enough generate enough power to really hurt Strickland moving backwards. And I think Strickland is pretty. He he, he moves. He moves. He, he's very defensive when he moves forward and just kind of uh, peppers, you know, jabs and crosses. So uh, I just think it's going to be kind of twenty five minutes of that. Um, actually, I, I just don't think it's going to be that great a fight. <laughs> but I'm picking Strickland by kind of a. Uh, I don't want to say lackluster, but, you know, workmanlike decision. There you go. Uh, co-main event is Kyung Ho Kang versus Ronnie Yaya. We got Cheyenne Bays versus Gloria DePaula. Uh, Nicholas Stolze versus Jared Gooden. Gooden took this fight on just a few days' notice. And then how did, the main how card did, how, Cheyenne, how did Cheyenne Bays and Gloria DePaula uh, end up on the main card as opposed to Jin Yu Fry and Ashley Yoder? Because Jin, Jin Yu Fry seat they like Cheyenne Bays. They see something sure. in her. Dana White sees something in her. Yeah, yeah. Her, and Gloria DePaula is also very talented. Um, but Jinyu Fry beat Gloria DePaula, and both of those fighters are. And Cheyenne Bays is also coming off a loss. What's how's this fair? How's this fair to Jinyu Fry and Ashley Yoder? Ashley Yoder also coming a loss in fairness, but but, but, um, yeah. but Jinyu Fry beat she beat Gloria DePaula, and now she's buried in the in the prelims. I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, in a card like this, like doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you know. <laughs> 
Maybe I, no, I think you can make an argument that Jin, I, I think Jin Yu Fry and Ashley Oda are probably happy. They get their, their night done quickly. That's It'll be true. in the afternoon there and they can enjoy the, the Vegas nightlife with masks on. Yeah. Get, get home, watch uh, the rest the of the Bellator fights. Yeah, you know. That's uh, right. <laughs> I, have a, I have a feeling that UFCPR and specific, as well, specifically the UFCPR only brings the main card to Media Day, and Cheyenne Buys is a much more interesting Media Day interview than either Jinyu Fry or Ashley Yoder. Oh, there you go. There you go. Better fighter, probably. Better fighter to be determined, but uh, Cheyenne Buys talks a lot of greasiness, and I think she had a lot of <laughs> questions people that wanted people wanted answers to from her last fight. Yeah, and 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 Bays obviously was a big story even after the loss to uh, Montserrat Ruiz with the, the post fight antics. Yes. So she's definitely she's definitely someone fans want to hear more from. So uh, rest of that card, uh, Orion Kosi makes his UFC debut. Uh, he takes on Phil Rowe, who missed weight, so he gets twenty percent of Phil Rowe's purse. Uh, Junior Fry versus Ashley Yoder, Yoder the favorite in that one. Kai Kamaka versus Danny Chavez should be a lot of fun. Uh, Rafa Garcia is back against Chris Grutzmacher. And Colin Anglin, no. another Contender Series contract winner, will make his UFC debut no. against Melsic uh, Bagdazri- Bagdazrian. Is the, is the the Ryan Benoit fight is on the main card? Yes. Uh, now, is that it? should be your question. Why is Jinyu Fry and Ashley Yoder on the prelims and that is above them? Ryan Benoit, not, hold on, hold on. It's not, according, it I see not two different cards. Oh, yeah, thank yeah. God. Second, I see two different cards. prelim fight. Okay. It should Let's be like, because isn't Ryan Benoit's opponent like two and three or three and three or something three, like that? Three and three, three and yeah. three, zero oh and two in the UFC. He's one of the stranger okay. stories. Wait, how is to like, make it to the UFC for sure? Who, who is Ryan Benoit fighting? Who is this? I don't know. Who is. Uh, he went. He went three and zero oh in Bellator, and then yeah. made and then came to the UFC and uh, has not had the same success he had. In so you you could say he's the antithesis of Michael Chandler. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, so it looks like it's only a five-fight main card, I think. I, yes, it I is. think. Uh, okay. Cool. You know what that means? We're going to get lots of UFC 265 promotional packages. Oh, baby. Tons of them. Tons. Oh, baby. So many. Uh, and there you go. Let's go to the peeps for a few moments. Are we going to do a dual Q&A tomorrow? Is that how we're doing this? Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's tomorrow. I haven't thought about that yet. <laughs> That's so long. That's so far away. Well, uh, I don't mean know what's CBD. UFC. Hit me up UFC on Slack. Prelim, we'll figure it out. Yeah. UFC prelims start at six. UFC prelims start at six. What time do Bellator prelims start? Seven. Uh, Casey's going to be at the Bellator fight, so it would be very difficult for him to be in the queue. Yeah. So I probably would. Should we stream yard it again? Or you have another person who knows how to run Q&As and Jose Young's. Oh, all right. It's, there we it's, go. Is he, but, but is he available though? I don't know. Yes, it's, you have to ask. Is, you, have to ask okay. well, you have to ask nicely. TBD. 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 All right. TBD. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's, let's see what the peeps are saying. What do we got here? What do we got here? We kind of talked about this. Oops, too small. Do, 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 do. We'll live up to the hype. Hard to say, but I hope so. One thing, I don't believe this is the biggest Bellator fight ever. I know that they're trying to promote it that way, but what I do think it is is the biggest Bellator versus Bellator fighter they've ever done. And because well, we got we got Fedor, Rampage fights, all those other fighters, they kind of built their name on in other promotions or whatever. Um, this is a true Bellator versus Bellator fighter to fight. And I think if you and, and just promotional wise, two Bellator fighters with no UFC history or pride history or whatever. Um, it's easily by far the biggest um, ever they've done in that sense. So and this is bigger than this is bigger than Pitbull Chandler, Champ Champ. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think so because I think I think I, cause I think I think the um, I think the uh, the uh, the uh, the hype that AJ McKee Jr. has, the fact that Chandler because like, right now we have we have Pitbull. Well, I have Pitbull number two or three. We we all have Pitbull in our top five at least in featherweight rankings. Do any of us have mm-hmm. Chandler in our top five lightweight rankings when that fight happened? Uh, I think lightweight is a little more, at, especially at the time, was a little more stacked than featherweight, but I had him clearly in my top ten. So what, what I'm trying to say is I think I think, that, I think, that, I think this fight in the overall grand scheme of the worldwide rankings, I think this is a higher ranking winner than the Chandler Pitbull. When, when, Chandler Pitbull when Chandler Pitbull fought, Tony Ferguson still had it, was still on that win streak. And uh, Connor hadn't been submitted by Habib yet, so I think just the lightweight division was completely different back then. Eddie Alvarez, I think, was still in the UFC or had just left. Like, had, he hadn't lost in, uh, in one yet. Yeah. Well, maybe but, this fight feels a little bigger too because I feel like the UFC featherweight division is because of you know COVID and injuries and tough now. There does even though Volkanovski is the champ, you know there seems to be there doesn't seem like. If, if, if Max Holloway had continued to win, he was like the dominant dude, then I feel like this fight wouldn't be as significant because right now I, I do feel like the number one featherweight title is still not – there's no one really wearing that crown, you know. That's Pitbull, is sti- Pitbull is also a champ champ. Like he's also yeah. the greatest fighter in the history of Bellator. And like we've said a million times, anytime the best in anything fights. And like anytime the best in any specific category fights, I'm going to be – it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, and I think that Chandler Pitbull fight, I think McKee Pitbull in my mind is bigger, but Pitbull Chandler was for the best fighter in Bellator history, which was saying yes. a lot because like Douglas Lima was on that card too. AJ McKee yeah. was on that card too. Hey, Bellator, that was a really good card. You should do that again. <laughs> that was a great card. Uh, by the way, I just want to say that, that I card. Think- I, I I think Volkanovski, by the way, is the clear cut number one fighter of 145. Yeah, so I, maybe too, I'm in the, maybe I'm in the minority here, but I I, I no, I agree no with doubt you. in my mind. I'm, a, I'm on that. I'm on that. Uh, 
Um, but I understand there is a lot of support behind the uh, still on the Max Holloway train, of course. Um, it's it's I don't know if it's the biggest. Definitely from a casual standpoint, we can probably point to a lot of other fights. Probably anything with stuff like Chelsea and Tito Ortiz, Rampage. I think from a casual standpoint, maybe bigger. Kimbo Slice, of course, Dada 5000 was not a main event, but there was oh. no right. There was no fight that was a bigger, like just attraction. Well, it's like I yeah. said on. I think I said Fedor and MSG. Side. Sure. When yeah, I had like, a big, I, bigger, I a bigger yeah. feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. I said it on the A side, and I spoke with someone that works for Showtime at Bellator's. Like or he worked at one point for Showtime or at some point, or not Showtime. Like he, he was just a, he knows like ratings and stuff. And he said that the Kimbo Slice Dada fight, no Kimbo Slice uh, Ken, Ken Shamrock. Shamrock fight, is so like is so on another planet <laughs> than any other fight in Bellator history that it's hard to even count when they do like like averages because it it just skews, it skews everything. everything yeah. Like <laughs> it is an it is like here. And then, like the second biggest is like uh, is like another Kimbo fight. Like yeah. Kimbo Slice yeah. is still the biggest star in, right now in Bellator history, and he's not even alive, which is wild to think about. Like it is like Ken Shamrock and Kimbo, it did astronomical numbers, and like the same thing when Kimbo was on Tough. Like they're still trying to catch that. I feel like Connor's the same way in the UFC. He's just so far above any sure. sort of ratings or pay-per-view yeah. buys it's just else different because yeah. it's just different because kimbo is was not the level of fighter of connor right that's yeah but the, kimbo when, was a when, gentleman when, though kimbo was of uh, is one of the 10 greatest prize fighters in the history of mma i'd say five honestly i'd go top five if I we're talking too. like especially especially relative to sure like you said sort of actual in cage like in cage or in ring accomplishments the like, only there will the only be, reason I the yeah. only reason I I don't put him number five is because there's no it's hard to quantify him because he never headlined in, in a, uh, behind a paywall yeah. so I can't yeah, yeah. it's it's hard but like I'm not going to argue it but it's in my mind he's ten just because I can't quantify how many pay per view buys he would sell mm-hmm. that's yeah that's true what else we got good good Kimbo tangent good Kimbo yeah, tangent because Kimbo 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 yeah. like would Kimbo slice Houston Alexander would probably would probably have done a lot of pay-per-view buys but I don't think he would have done a million but and by the way every time that UFC uh, fight pass promo for the Kimbo slice documentary comes up I get ill because it is such a uh a, I'm sorry to go off on another even more tangenty tangent it is such a rewriting of the history of how dana white and the ufc oh um, handled yeah Kimbo, like, the, like i refuse like, to watch oh, yeah. it i refuse to watch i'm it. never gonna watch it because it's such a, and I'm, gl- I'm glad they're paying homage to him that's that's very cool i'm not gonna hate on that but if people go back to like how dana white and the ufc viewed kimbo at the time they did everything in their power to downplay him as a draw as they're just like no oh, we don't know who this guy is no no he should go on the ultimate fighter all this stuff it was really bad and i i hate the the uh the uh, retroactive history that they've created now as if like, Oh, we respected it. He was a legend. We knew he was a legend from day. It's like, stop, stop. That's not how you guys <laughs> handle this. Get out of here. Oh, have we seen the last of Nico Montano? Yeah. yeah, it has yes. to be, right? Yes. And, and honestly, it might be for it. This might be for her own good. The, the pressures of being a UFC fighter, uh, the the schedule of whatever it takes to be UFC fighter. She she kind of touched upon it in uh, the statement that she released. You guys can find that at mmafighting.com. Um, she released a statement via social media and just she didn't really go into super detail, but just saying like there's just the, she the time off had kind of made it difficult for her body to cut weight. Um, she has fought so infrequently uh, over the years. Just this would have been her 
second fight since she won the Ultimate Fighter, which was uh, almost four years ago. So she just can't cut weight. I'm sure I, I'm not making excuse for her. I'm sure there's other reasons. Again, you should there's other things I'm sure adjustments you can make, but she's had injury. She had COVID-19 last year. So some, a lot of stuff is going on with her. Maybe she needs a break from this competing at this level. I'd love to see you go back to the regional scene. I, I know the money's not the same, but I do think that there's still she ain't making no money uh, now. Same. Right. She's not fighting. So I do think that there's still a promise with Nico Montano. I do think she could be a good fighter at 135 pounds. Um, I think it's a very makeable weight for her. Maybe she just needs to step away from the UFC. So I'll say yes. I do think it's the last receiver, and uh, and this, I say that as a as a positive in the UFC. This is why I wish the Invicta UFC partnership still worked because you could sign like you could keep her on contract but have her fight on like in front of like not as bright a spotlight. Like you know some of those contender series fighters are like tough fighters. Like they clearly want them, but they sign like prospects. Like remember Greg Hardy was technically signed but kept fighting on the regional scene. Like a developmental stick, contract. You, yeah. Yes, that's what it's called. Yes. Like, just yeah. have, just have uh, uh, Nico Montana. Because how many fights does he have total? Like, not a lot. Seven. Seven. Like, yeah, yeah Seven. and only, two, what, two? two, Maybe two in the UFC? Two or three? Th- so, not counting the ultimate so, fighter? Yeah. yeah, so. Not, not counting the ultimate fighter? One. One. Yeah. Two. Because she lost to. Oh, you're counting the finale. Yes, yeah, yeah. Not not yeah, the fights so on the show. Now. Yeah, no. Not the fights so on the show. So, it would have, like, if, if she could have gotten everything situated outside of the spotlight it would have been great because she's clearly a talented fighter she's a former ufc champion yeah and a great story she's got a great story i love i yeah. love uh awesome there, there are not yeah a, a, a native like a native american star she's very in touch with her heritage it's a, it's such a great i think i hate to make this all about marketing but i do think it's a it's a very um it's a unique angle to come from and that she could represent that that those people very well so that was a nice that was a really nice part of her story too and again it well, just sucks she can't she can't get healthy and, and compete representation is important in any aspect of life so mm-hmm. why yeah. which is why sure. it's just great yep yeah it, but it sucks because if unfortunately this is athletics and if her body is just breaking down it doesn't matter how nice she is or her backstory if your body can't make it to that cage at that weight on that day you're not a professional fighter anymore and um i you know i shouldn't ufc a lot for the way they handle some things i think um nico has gotten lots of um uh, fair treatment uh, at least at least in uh attempts to get her back into the cage but the thing about it's it's a every time Nico's body breaks down, it doesn't just screw Nico over; it screws over her opponent who did nothing wrong, and just did their job. And that's actually the unfortunate yeah. part. It's actually I'm, I'm more I'm more I feel bad more for her opponent, honestly. Didn't she um, fly over all the way from China too, right? Yeah, Wu it's a long a flight not to fight. Yeah, hopefully yeah. they can yeah. rebook for you not Wu Yanan soon, and she doesn't have to fly back to China and do all yeah. this all and over again. And I mean, hopefully stay in the U.S. for maybe another month, get a fight. Even that's tough. Yeah, that's a hard thing to do. Like it, that's not like because it's, it's not just her; it's her coaches too. You know, and they have lot. You know, it's like mm. people. It's an individual sport, but it's not. They they come over as a team, and yeah, it's just that's it's just unfortunate. And um, I hope Nico fights. If she does fight, take three or four fights at one forty-five on the regional sure. scene. Beat up some you no know, ladies at 145, <laughs> you know, and work your way back. That's all. Work your way back. A lot, a lot of fighters do. There's other organizations, but you're gonna have to put the work in on the regional scene for 500 bucks a fight or whatever. And then, um, yeah, that's all. She's only 32. There's, there's yeah. options. She's only there's 32. Options. There's, there's options. There's options. That's the thing. There are LFA. Good LFA. Yeah, Titan FC. Be- 
perfect for LFA. LFA would be such a such a great choice for her, yeah. If I if I had one forty five, so it was like no weight cut, no weight cut. So you're just in there, you'll get the experience. So you hopefully you'll get those more W's on, on your record. And then um yeah, and then you win three times outside the organization. Dude, Anthony Smith, he's like look at Anthony Smith, look at his records, you know. He's gone up and in and out organizations and you know, it's 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 a it's a roller coaster this this sport for fighters. So um she's just obviously on a bad the the dip part right now. All right, I'll take two more. And then we'll have lots more tomorrow. Yeah. What'd you think of Cheyenne Bay's media day interview? Pretty harsh words about safe Sayud and Fortis. She said he would have pulled her from the fight. Do we know anything about he that? I, pulled her from the fight. I, I, I didn't watch it. I, I'll be honest. I haven't watched the media day was going. I know on. she's in Vegas now, but yeah, I have no idea. Okay. Oh. Well, we don't have Scott. Sorry. We'll look into that. We'll look into that. Scott, we'll look into that. <laughs> Diane well, Bay no, is also it, yeah. didn't she like move to South Africa for her husband too? Wasn't she training there for a bit? For, for JP. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure. Uh, uh did you... Can the winner of your eye versus Sean get a top five opponent next to the win? Both have won four of their last five. Sean is eighteen and oh at middleweight. Could be a huge problem if he wins tomorrow. Top five? I don't know. It's tough, man, because Almost all those guys are booked. And winner, fight, winner fights Luke Rockhold. Exactly. That's the answer. That is the correct answer. The Luke Rockhold title is on the line. I think so, yeah. <sighs> is he, does he deserve – I guess he's still a bigger name than both those guys. Yes. That's fair to say. He's a yes. – Who's Man. he – who is Luke Rockhold lost against? Chris Weidman. No. Romero. He beat Chris no. Oh, no, he beat Chris Weidman. Yeah, oh. Remember that? He, he had the belt thing. Romero. Yo, Romero. Jan Blachowicz. Yeah. Jan Blachowicz, you know, Michael Bisping. Michael, Michael Bisping. Bisping. So, he, so he, this whole, like, Luke Rockhold sucks, whatever, whatever, Chen's like, yeah, he's fighting the best of the best, the best of the best at that, their time, you know, at their primes, too. Luke Rockhold does not suck. Also, he it's... Just, Luke I didn't say, I didn't say he sucks. It's also suck. every... All of those fights, if they run it back in, and Luke Rockhold is A, his shin isn't, like, ripping apart mid fight because remember he was wearing that thing against Jan. he was not 100 even close to 100 percent for that fight yeah uh and then romero he was supposed to fight robert whittaker robert yeah. whittaker fall, falls out and romero misses weight mm-hmm. and then michael bisbing he took that fight on like 10 days notice and he, everyone knows he didn't take that fight seriously like if yeah. they run that back a thousand times after that i favor luke rockhold every time it goes so like I the first th- fight. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I still think Luke Rockhold is a top five middleweight in the world. I did not know I was among the Luke Rockhold stands of the world. Uh, I, 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 guys, I stirred the, 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 I stirred the beehive a couple of times this week with some Conor McGregor, some spicy Conor McGregor and Darren Tilt tweets. Oh, yeah. Your Darren Tilt tweet. I, I look at your now, Darren. I look at the replies on that. Know, like, woo. We don't, need to, we don't need to talk about that. But so I'll notice, I'll notice stay away from the Luke Rockhold high now. But you guys are right. No, no, you guys are right. I, 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 he, he hasn't done anything like to egregiously lose his uh the luster around Static, his name yeah. I, I do think that the, the like middleweight has had a resurgence in the last couple of years so for me obviously i would have a lot of guys ranked ahead of him and i would i would like to see uriah hall or sean strickland get like i know it's not going to happen but like apollo costa or apollo's gonna fight marvin like, yeah or like again maybe the winner of that fight or or a Derek brunson i think Derek brunson's book too right he's um, fighting darren till no. He's fighting Darren Till, so I would like them to be in that mix. I would like that. That to me, I think, makes a lot of sense. But you got, but I think either guy, as you suggested, would be more than happy 
if Luke Rothkold came back and accepted a fight with one of them, I think you're right. I think they'd be more than happy to take it. Luke Rothkold, that's the answer. Um, and the most important news of the week. Thoughts on the retirement of the GOAT, Artem Lobov. Good for him, man. Good for him. Pour, I'm pouring one out. I'm pouring one out. <laughs> All over myself. <laughs> That's not I how it works. That got weird. That got weird. I'm sorry. I, I, I ruined. I ruined it. I ruined it. Um, rewind. <laughs> rewind. Uh, 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 count me in. Count me in, Casey. Going live in three, no, two, one, anyone, and camera. Alex. For, and, thank you. So uh, it's funny you asked that, Mike. Uh, Artem Lobov. No, uh, for anyone who hasn't been following the um sort of the recent going-ons of artem lobov he did have what is apparently going to be his last fight uh he fought a bare bare knuckle in kiev ukraine this past weekend against an olympic silver medalist uh, and an unbeaten pro in uh, dennis berenchik uh, it went about as well as you would expect berenchik pretty much dominated him before getting a uh, a, a stoppage in between the fourth and fifth rounds and apparently afterwards, I, I was watching live, could not understand what they were saying. Um, Ar- Artem suggested he was retiring. Later this week, we have confirmed it. I got a statement from his uh, sort of the, the, uh, um, the Paramatch, the, comp- the sponsorship company he's been working with, and they got a statement from him. And yeah, he's just kind of ready to move on. I, uh, he doesn't, he just from competition, it sounds like. He still wants to be involved, I would think, in maybe like helping to promote things, with training. And I would wager he does want to fight again. But I think at this point in his life, he, he, he is he is worthy of a break. And he, look, he's going to have a strange legacy because there's all these jokes about him being the GOAT and, and there's a huge cult following for him. Uh, but I think it's earned. I think he's he usually handles himself with quite a bit of class in contrast to his good pal, Conor McGregor. They're very different personalities. Um, and Artem has always been good for a quote, always been um, respectful to his opponents and always fought tough guys like Michael Johnson's, the Cub Swanson's. Um, He's just uh, – he's one of those one-of-a-kind guys. You know, we talk about like a Kimbo Slice. We talk about guys like that. It's it's hard to explain their appeal. They have this it factor to them. It's not about wins and losses. And and there will always be more guys like that, which I think is a good thing. But Artem is definitely one of those originals. Um, and so whether you're a fan of his or not, I've definitely – you know, I'm going to just – I'll give him a hearty, hearty uh, happy trails to uh, Artem Lobov. And uh, I'm glad he's getting out of there for now, whether he comes back or not. At least take a break because it's taken a lot of damage, bare knuckle. And uh, and MMA and uh, he's got a carved a nice little niche for himself in the in the MMA universe. So good for him. Well said. Do you guys? If anyone doesn't know Artem's story pre fight career, I highly suggest you go look into it. He has one of the most unique stories in the history of MMA. Uh, fluent in Spanish, he also, he's also a dad, and I believe is I don't know if it's a son or a daughter. I think that there are at least two now. So maybe he's realized that there, his child is now approaching those formative years, and he doesn't want to take any more head trauma. So, but that's just uh, that's just my speculation. He's got punched a lot in the face. He's been cut a lot in the face. Knows three languages fluently. So, interesting cat. Fun fact: Artem has more main events than Volkanovski and Aljamain Sterling. That both can't be true. Right that can't be I true. I think it is true. I, I, it I is. love Swanson. I would venture that's true. And the, ultimate, and the Ultimate Fighter? That was the main event with uh, Ryan Hall? No. So how does he have... What was the uh, other... What, 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 have, what main events has Volkanovski fought in? Oh, God. Wait, he has none? None. So. All of his fights oh, have all, been called oh, names. And, oh, God. And Aljo has none. 
until no. No, until what? his yeah. next fight. Yeah. Until yeah, this guy. So this guy really is the goat. Yeah. Really, <laughs> it's it's not really just a is. meme. It's that I that blew my mind. Whoever left that comment, that blew my mind. Yeah. I and Arm and Arm Novob is the bravest man in the history of mixed martial arts to enter a cage of Ryan Hall. Yes. And, and survived. Was it tw- was it three rounds? He survived three rounds, which 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 is like going thirty rounds with anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Arm Lobo. Well, of course, Ryan Hall got mentioned on one of these programs, and I think that's a perfect way to end it. Lots going <laughs> on tomorrow. We got Bellator two sixty three. We got UFC Vegas thirty three. And if you're looking for MMA tonight, X MMA is back with a free show on their YouTube page. A lot of recognizable names on this card. The main event is Ramsey Nijem versus Ben Saunders. Kyle Bokniak versus Marcus Brimage is the co-main event. Justin Scoggins versus Keith Richardson. Will Brooks is back. What? Steven Tyler. Chris Curtis, who so should have got a UFC contract on the Contender Series. So Mike, 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 yeah. Mike hold, on, hold on a second. Hold on a second, guys. Mike, ask me again. What's the best fight card of the weekend? <laughs> what's the best fight card of the weekend? Well, it's funny you should say. There's a whole bunch of UFC cast-offs that people will remember tonight on XMMA. You should tune in. Better than both cards outside of one main event. Yes. X- XMMA has... If, if you look past past events, that's their niche. They sign a lot of ex UFC guys. Uh, by the way, Mike. Oh, I get it. Uh, XMM, I get it. X MMA. Uh, I get it. I did. Uh. I did a poll. I did a poll. I threw a poll up in the YouTube. Who will win uh, Bellator to stream main event? Fifty nine percent. Patricio Pitbull. Wow. There you go. There you go. Cody Gibson and Kenny Robertson, former UFC cast. That's a fun card. That's just a fun card. Why are we not there covering? It's free. It's free. Jump in the minivan. We're going to wherever it's at. See you there. I believe it's in South Carolina. Greenville, South Carolina, folks. We're on our way. We'll see you tomorrow. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.